welcome back to a word podcast and this is asia and zinga your host it's been a minute i know i know i know um i haven't been in the mood lately to make a podcast or just no motivation actually in december around the time when everybody was getting covid i had got sick and i was in the house of course i didn't go anywhere except to like you know go get necessities and whatnot but um i just had no motivation i sat on a couch for like three days straight and just watched the sun come up and then it go down and then it came up again then it went down and i was watching shows on netflix amazon prime things of that sort right and I was like asking myself, girl, what are you doing with your life? Like, what's next for you? What do you want to do? And I had to think about this. And I'm like, you know, I want to be a lawyer, which I do. However, getting there is just annoying as fuck. Like, I hate taking standardized tests. The LSAT is a standardized test. That would be something that I have to do in order to applied for law school so i'm having anxiety about taking this test and i am scheduled to take the test next month so let's hope i do well and i'm doing self-study so i'm also you know preparing myself to take a standardized test and i hate standardized tests so i'm like maybe i should get a tutor but then it's like "Mm, tutors are expensive and your girl is not rolling in the dough i wish it's always huh if it's not one thing it's another and then i really really wanted to get a career in um leasing because i do have a real estate license but that didn't work out for me when i came home and i was applying to so many leasing consultant leasing agent property management assistant positions and i was going on interviews going on interviews and getting told no you don't have experience or oh we love your resume however you know we decided to go with a more seasoned candidate and getting told no and no and no and no again it's like damn like i know i don't have no experience but don't we all start at zero at some point and then we build from that and you know just because a leasing consultant at one property management company isn't going to do the same thing that another leasing consultant will do at a different company because everybody has their own systems their own you know protocols and things of that sort their own training methods so i'm just like i mean damn you know like i don't got no experience but you motherfuckers gonna teach me right right i will have training right but i digress um they tell me no so i'm just like huh so i do have a substitute teaching license in illinois so i'm like all right i guess i'll you know continue to be a substitute in this particular district and you know i'll do that i'll continue to study for the lsat and i'll continue to apply for jobs until something comes along and i was having a conversation with one of my friends we were at dinner and i was telling her about you know my frustrations with finding a job that i have the qualifications for you know to be a leasing agent or consultant you need a leasing license. I have what is above a leasing license. I have a real estate broker's license. And, you know, I was telling her, like, I'm applying to things that is below my license. 
And she had told me, like, Asia, fuck them. Like, keep applying and do not take your real estate license off of your resume. Because I was thinking about taking it off. Because it's like, okay, well, maybe people may feel intimidated that I have a higher licensure than my boss. Maybe somebody might feel some type of way about that. I don't know. So I was like, maybe I should just take it off. And then, you know tell them eventually when I get the job, like, oh, I do have a real estate license, by the way. And she's like, no, you worked hard for your shit. Why take it off? Keep it on. So I thought about it. I was like, you know, Asia, you keep applying to these jobs that you have a higher license for. Why don't you just apply to be a real estate agent somewhere? So I did. I did. I applied to this company. I won't say the company's name. But they were pretty much some scammers, like legit scammers. They wanted to, they, okay, so this is how it was set up. You had to be a licensed real estate broker in your respective state, right? So my state is Illinois. And they would pay you a draw of like, I think $500 or something like that a week or something. And then they cap you at 3000 and you would have to make that money back. But you wouldn't be, you know, selling houses or going on showings or doing open houses. No, they wanted you to sell a, a promotion to people. And what that promotion was is that they would have the exclusive right to sell your home um, for like a long for some decades <laughs> and I had to call random people and try to convince them like hey you're probably not going to sell your home tomorrow or next month or even next year and that's fine however my company will pay you five thousand dollars to sell your home whenever you get ready to sell your home right that's the that's what they wanted us to sell to people and people were saying that sounds too good to be true what's the catch so then I tell them well you know, you will have to commit to that for some time. And they're like, when I tell them the amount of years, they're like, absolutely not. I would never, you know. So I did not see myself striving in a job like that. Like a cold calling, calling people all day and then getting paid from a draw. And then they capped me at a certain amount. So once I reach that certain amount, I'm no longer getting paid until... I can make that money back or a certain percentage of the money back, you know? And I was very stressful. I worked that job for like two weeks. And most of the time, people just don't answer their phone when you call them. And then when you do call them, they curse you out. Or some people will actually listen to you and they'll just say like, I'm not interested or this is a scam. Um, but the company, to me, in my eyes, was kind of a scam because, you know, like they were also paying us employees to write good reviews about them on, you know, things like Glassdoor and Indeed, stuff like that. So I'm like, mm, I've only been working at this company for two weeks and you're already trying to pay me for to write a good review. Like, nah, y'all some scammers. <laughs> so I quit that job and then I went back to subbing. I was like, okay, well, this job, this real estate job was like not for me at all. And then I had went to a real estate event that my mother had sent me to and she's like you know go to this real estate event network with some people you never know who you might meet so I said okay so after I was subbing at the job well in a school district I had went to this networking event it was at a title company 
So I went to this event and felt totally out of place. Like I was the only black woman in the room and I was definitely dressed down in comparison to the people there. Most of the people there were white men dressed in suits. So I'm just like, I have anxiety. Like my heart is beating fast, I'm sweating. And I immediately have to go to the bathroom. So as I'm passing the bathroom, I see a black guy sitting down. So I'm just like, okay, maybe I might be able to like make conversation with him or something like that. I don't know, because I just feel out of my element and very uncomfortable. So I use the bathroom and then I have a pep talk with myself like, Asia, you can do this. You can do anything. Anything is possible. (laughs) So I go leave out of the bathroom and then... I just, you know, kind of like ease into a conversation that somebody else is having. Um, Two white men having a conversation with each other. And, you know, I don't know what the fuck they talking about, but I'm like, I'm going to ease into this conversation, you know. So I try to introduce myself. So I was like, oh, hi, I'm Asia. How are you? And they're like, oh, hi. Blah, say blah. Oh, are you a lawyer? Are you an agent? I'm like, I'm an agent. And they were asking me what company I was telling them and stuff like that. So... I'm like, okay, (sighs) I'm not nervous anymore. Like, I'm talking to people. I'm socializing. So then eventually um, a guy comes up, the black guy that I had saw on my way to the bathroom. And then he and I started talking. And apparently we had a lot of things in common. Like, we're both left-handed. We're both from the South Side. We both worked in transportation and different forms of transportation he worked um as a bus driver and I worked as a flight attendant at some point and I was telling him like yeah I just got back from Korea not too long ago he's like Korea like what were you doing there so I told him like oh I was teaching um he's like oh my goodness so you know we just had a really like pleasant conversation and turns out he's a lawyer so I was telling him like oh I know someone who is a realtor and they want like a, a a new lawyer on their team. So, you know, I'll definitely pass along your information to them. And he's like, who is you, your broker? Like, what brokerage do you work for? And I'm just like, oh, it's this company. Like, I really don't care for them, honestly. I think they're scam artists. <laughs> so then he's like, you should just come work with this guy I know. He's he's young. He's ambitious. All, he was saying all of these great things, saying all of these praises. And I was just like, hmm, I'll think about it. He was like, here's my business card. You know, like, definitely call me. Definitely call me. Like, I think this would be, like, a great team for you to be on. I was like, all right, cool. So that happened. Okay, so I met him. So we had the meeting. And then the meeting was successful. Like, I signed on to be one of his agents. I I am the first agent at this company. So, you know, everything is new. Everything's fresh. He's still learning. I'm still learning. So, you know... And he's, my boss is like a year older than me, which is also kind of funny to me. So I'm like, okay, it seems like things are falling along. Like, it seems like everything is going the way it should be going, right? But then it's like, wait a minute, as a realtor, you have to make your own business. You have to build a clientele. And I'm just like, fuck. I thought the hardest part about being a realtor was passing the state exam. No, that wasn't even, that wasn't even half of the hardest part. The hardest part is building a clientele because now you are a part of a realtor association. You have to pay 
fees. You have to pay dues. You have to pay um, for continuing education courses. Like all this shit costs money. And then you also have to put in money to like advertise yourself and to get headshots and like like your promo game has to be spot on 100% and you have to pay for those things. And it's very hard to pay for something that you have yet to make any money off of. And that's where I'm at right now. I do have a deal, thanks to my sponsor and broker, shout out to him. Um, I have a deal currently and we're selling a property, you know, in the middle of that. So hopefully that goes smoothly. But you know, it's like, okay, after I'm finished with this client, where's my next client? Where am I going to get my next client? Because he gave me this client. Somebody gave me this client. You know, I didn't get this client on my own. And I keep meeting people like, oh my goodness, I want to buy a home. Or, oh my goodness, I want to sell my home. But not right now. I want to do it like in a year's time, in a year's time, in a year's time. But it's like, motherfucker, I got bills to pay right now. <laughs> I can't wait a year <laughs> for you to be ready to do a transaction. You know, so it's like, what do you do in the meantime to make money? And while I was sick and I couldn't go out and do anything or network or anything of that nature, I had to really sit and think like, Asia, how are you going to be able to provide for yourself in this industry? And I still don't know the answer to that question. I'm still, you know, figuring that part of it out because this is a hard industry to break into because it's about building your clientele and I just don't have a clientele as of yet, as of yet. But I was on the couch while I was sick thinking about all these things, thinking about real estate, thinking about applying to all these jobs that I didn't get going on all these interviews and thinking about like, damn, I could have really just stayed in Korea. I didn't have to come back home because my family life is not what I thought it was going to be. My friend life is not what I thought it was going to be, you know, because all these people have lives and other obligations and responsibilities and they can't hang out with you all the time. And yeah, you miss them and they miss you. But at the end of the day, they have their own things and responsibilities to do. So, you know, you got to take that and really be like, well, damn, what am I going to do to find my happiness and find my purpose? Because like working with children, it's okay. I'm good at it. I don't love it. And I, I thought I loved real estate. You know, I watch HGTV all the time and I watch renovation videos all the time. So I thought that, you know, I was just going to become an agent and then everything was just going to fall into place. And it's like, no, you have so much more work to do. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then studying for the LSAT is, it's kind of like a chore. I don't feel motivated to do it. I don't feel excited like, oh yes, you know, I'm understanding certain things or logic games and stuff like that. But that shit is boring as fuck. And I hate standardized tests like I hate it I hate it I hate it it reminds me of third grade and to anybody who's listening third grade was motherfucking treacherous like I think I'm gonna do a whole podcast episode about third grade everybody I talk to remembers third grade because third grade was so fucking hard and I just feel like I'm a third grader reading my LSAT prep book like seriously but anyway I was wondering Asia, what are you doing with your life? Like, what is your life supposed to look like in five years, in 10 years? 
And it's just like, shit, I don't fucking know. I used to be so goal-oriented. I used to be a planner and write everything down and make a list and check it off. But these days, it's just like, what's the point? You make plans, they don't happen. You make goals, you achieve goals. But then once you achieve them, then there's another hurdle you need to jump over that you weren't expecting. And I had to really ask myself, Asia, what do you love? Like, what do you love of all loves? What do you get excited about when people talk to you about it? Or when you do it, like, what is that thing? And I said, that's traveling. I love to travel. I'm a traveler. I've been to Greece, to Turkey, to Amsterdam, to Thailand, Korea, of course, China, Dominican Republic. Traveling is just my thing. It is my purpose. It is what fulfills my soul. It is what brings a smile to my face. Like I'm literally smiling right now talking about this because it just brings me so much joy. And I really want to be able to make a living while I'm traveling. And I think that I've cracked the code to that, but that would mean that I'd have to give up my life in America and I would have to start somewhere new. And then when I'm tired of that new place, when that new place becomes a normal place, then I would have to go find another new place and make new friends and find a new job and go to new places. And it can be a little terrifying, a little nerve wracking. But I do believe that anything is possible and that traveling is my true purpose in life. And I will always, always, always encourage people to travel and not just travel because that is my purpose. But make sure you live out your purpose because life is so short. I'm 27 years old. And when I look back, I'm like, damn, I remember when I was 20. I remember when I was in high school. Like, life just goes so fast. And there is no pause. There is no slow down button. There is nothing. So do what makes you happy, whatever that is. And if people don't agree with what you're doing, so what? It's not their life to live. It's not their purpose. At the end of the day, nobody can live for you but you. So who cares if you're going to hurt your family's feelings or if you're going to hurt your company's feelings or if you're going to hurt your friend's feelings? We all got feelings, yeah. If someone supports you, then those are true people to have in your life. Those are the best people to have in your life, the supportive people. I want everybody to live out their dream because we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of opportunities. We don't have a lot of energy. So that is the message that I have for you all today. I want to thank everyone for listening to my stories and to my banter. (laughs) I hope that you've liked the season. This is the last episode of the season. I will be updating some of the podcast episodes i'll be editing some things as well and i'll be posting i'll try to post more on the instagram that's just you know a work in progress but i want to see like more things for um, my podcast and 
I want this podcast to grow. I want it to be a safe space for me to come and tell my stories and come and maybe give advice in the future. But I will be coming back to you all in May with new episodes. And I hope that you all will have me back. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Remember to share my podcast episodes. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, girl, or guy, you know, because, you know, the guys might be listening to my podcast, too. <laughs> but thank you all. I appreciate it.